I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. 
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey, idiots. Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, a podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions. With me, Jessica Michelle Singleton. JMS if y'all nasty. Why do I do that? But JMS is fine, but I don't need to fucking... Whatever. I should just say JMS. Why? Okay. It doesn't matter. I'm a comedian, allegedly. I haven't been on stage in almost two months because there are no stages to get on. <laughs> oh, boy, is it killing me. Have I done some Zoom comedy shows? Absolutely. But they're hell. They're nothing like real life stage. I mean, it's fine. I They're fine, but it's just not the same. Anyway, I don't know a fucking thing. And that's why we're here. If you're new to the podcast, oh, fuck yeah, welcome. Thank you to everyone who came and checked me out. Uh, if you're here from uh, another podcast, thank you for, you know, adding me because you heard me somewhere else. That's great. I know uh, that the list of podcasts can get pretty long, so I appreciate you taking a fucking second to try mine. And I hope you will enjoy it. And I am getting better at across the world audio. So this audio is slightly better than the last few uh, calls have been. And I am... I think getting better and better. So hopefully it's not hell. Thank you for bearing with me to all my longtime listeners. If you haven't hit that subscribe button and you haven't left a rate or review, I'm fine. I can talk. Uh, I would really, really appreciate it. You guys, uh, I mean, yes, does it stroke my ego when I read really nice things? Absolutely. But also from a business perspective, every podcast you like, you know, uh, gets gets higher up in the rankings if if they have more ratings and reviews and, and subscriptions subscriptions and we show up on those like new and noteworthy pages or like things to check out and it just helps other people find us and um, though I don't really make you know my living from the podcast some people do and also I'm just trying to spread awareness let's get the word out let's let people know. Uh, the answers to all their stupid questions about some of the guests I've had, which have really run the gamut. I have really derailed here. Um, you know what it is? It's because I haven't finished chewing my neuro gum. What a segue. That was not planned. There is a wad of half-chewed gum sitting on a glass of water right in front of me because I took it out to be courteous to you guys, and I'm disgusting. And I have plenty more. There's no reason I need to hoard this one piece. I have stocked up on my neuro gum. And yet, uh... Some old habits die hard, you know? Uh, Neurogum has caffeine in it and L-theanine and B vitamins. I definitely need to get more of all of that in my system right now. But uh, I've been chewing it uh, to help me with my ADHD, help me focus for the last few months. And I love it. It helps a lot when I actually have it in my fucking mouth. Um, And they saw me speaking highly of them so they hit me up and were like let us give you a discount code for your listeners and people who follow you so if you're interested in trying this highly recommend it if you're someone who is a little scatterbrained like myself a little what an understatement um you know needs a little help focusing their energy uh you know 
you could probably benefit from Adderall, but maybe you don't have Adderall or you can't afford your Adderall because we live in a fucking hellhole of a country when it comes to medical stuff. Or you like the concept of what Adderall does to help a brain, but you don't want pharmaceuticals. I totally get that. That's why I've been mowing a lot more NeuroGum. Anyway, you can get 15% off your first order at getneuro.com. That's G-E-T-N-E-U-R-O.com. And use the code JMS. Boy, that became a full ad when it was really just like, I have this code I can share with you guys. Um, I guess. I just really love it. But uh, if you do use it, legit, please um, tweet at me, email me, comment on Instagram, send me a DM. I'm curious how you like it because I'm obsessed and I just like want to talk to other people and be like, is, is it working for you too? Like I feel, it feels like it's, I feel more productive. Anyway, uh... That's one way to help yourself. You want to help the podcast, support me a little extra. Boy, I'm asking for a lot today. Patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. Become a patron. Hello to my brand new patrons, Omer and Bethany. And shout out to my best idiots forever, my top tier patrons, Jean and Kathy. Uh, we have fun over there. We've been doing weekly crappy hours for, uh, it's normally a $10, or excuse me, $25 a month and above perk, but I've been doing it for the $10 a month. And I think... Maybe next week, the week after. I'm going to let you guys know ahead of time, but I'm just going to invite everybody in because fuck it. We got to spice it up every once in a while. And and I want you guys to get a taste of the fun that we're having in there. Mostly just talking shit and berating Patron John. <laughs> Patron John sounds like it's a fucking Catholic church. <laughs> Patron John for his lack of headphones. <laughs> um, That's so funny. I just want to call you all like Patron whatever just regularly now all right listen maybe this is only funny to me i've oh my god this intro is way longer than i like it to be and i haven't even said anything about our guest you guys okay there's two guests this week because they co-host a podcast together cam and karen lee potter and i know what you're thinking is this some sort of marriage podcast no it's not a couple it's a mother and a son you may already know that you may have come here because i was on their podcast or you may just already listen to their podcast. They have a podcast called Sex Talk with My Mom, which, yeah, I can feel a lot of you cringing. Ew. And a lot of you fucking rednecks are like, yeah, I'm fucking into it. That's fine. I mean, it's not fine, but I don't need to, you know, I don't need to know that. I understand that people have a lot of weird things going on. And why am I doing this? I'm not helping the image of Americans to all of my international listeners by being like, yeah, I get it. A lot of you probably want to fuck your mom. But most of us think that's gross. Uh, no, it was a very interesting talk. I talked to, talked to them about, you know, where this concept came from. Have they always been talking about sex? Why, why are they so fucking comfortable talking about sex with each other? And uh, honestly, they're fucking rad people. I, I like them. I, I did their podcast. That'll be out at some point. It's a, it's a fun chat. They're a good, uh, good group of people. Karen Lee is like a hotter Dr. Ruth. I say that because we all know Dr. Ruth very hot uh yeah that's it i uh i hope you're enjoying this i um i don't know what to tell you i have no shows coming up i have a second podcast called two filthy nerds where we are deep dive breaking down harry potter the whole series books and movies chapter by chapter one book and then one movie at a time so check that out if you uh are into that and we will eventually go into another nerd culture it just seems like you know this one's gonna be a while because i mean you've seen the books um all right enough about all of that and enough ums 
Here you go. Cam and Karen Lee Potter from Sex Talk with My Mom. Hey, idiots. That's not you guys. That's what I call my fans. Um, <laughs> uh, I am here with Cam and Karen Lee from Sex Talk with My Mom. Thank you What's guys up? for joining me. Woohoo! We're yeah. excited to be here. Yes, we are, we are, we are all uh, separately quarantined and... I don't know, all sweating and surviving. Is that just me? I think I'm projecting. No, uh, you're, you're reading exactly what's going on over here as well. Uh, I am not sweating at all. Uh, you're I'm not? Perspire, I'm perspiring. I'm, like, no, I'm glistening. <laughs> I'm glistening. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, well, I just want to like dive right in. Just You guys host an awesome podcast, Sex Talk with My Mom. And I feel like straight away like elephant in the room this is this name this concept is so crazy like i wanna whose idea was this how did this come to fruition it was a combo it was i mean it definitely was a whole life's journey that led us here i'd say (laughs) that would be a good way of putting it yes that's true and technically i mean you gave birth to me so i guess it's your doing yeah. Oh, it's my fault, is what you're saying. This whole it, podcast is because I gave birth to you. I think that might be the case. You okay. gave birth well, to an empire. <laughs> I did. I, okay, I'll I'll take it then. That this this is my idea then. No, she, it's not. She, she we I grew up in a very like liberal household in the sense that she was down to talk about sex, down to fucking hang out with my friends and yeah. just kick it. Were you like Stifler's mom hanging out with his friends? Kinda. You definitely were. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I never had sex with any of his friends, but I was definitely Thank like God. the mom that would talk to. You know, that's when all the good convo starts at like eleven o'clock at night. His, him, and his friends were hanging around telling funny stories, and I'd be like, "Let's talk." You're like, "Let me in on the juicy gossip." What's yeah. Going on? It's way more interesting than my friends are going to be talking about. That's so funny. <laughs> How old, was that? Like always the case, or was it like a certain age where like it it sort of turned, and she was able to like have these conversations? So, it, I think that was pretty young. That I mean, I wasn't having sex when I was like six or anything like that. But when eventually, once I became more like sexually active, I think it became. It was at that point very easy to talk with her. Yeah. Did you yeah. did you give him the birds and the bees talk? Who taught you about sex? There were many birds and the bees talks. Yeah, there were a lot of birds. There were so and bees. many birds and so <laughs> which yeah. one is the? I mean, really, what are the birds and the bees anyway? I don't I understand the metaphor. I've never understood it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, are the birds fucking the bees? Yeah. What's well, what comes first, the bees or the birds? I mean, yeah, <laughs> probably whichever one's the men for sure, and then they leave you <laughs> to your so, own devices. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's it, it's. It's not the whole story, okay? We probably wouldn't have had this podcast had a tragedy not occurred in our lives. Oh, really? That's so 100% Cam, true. Cam, you can start with the tragedy, and then I'll go to the comedy. Oh, thank you. Yeah, oh, <laughs> thank you. That's a the wonderful way to position punch. it. <laughs> yeah. I like that you always put it on me, too. Yeah. You well, do you the sad know. stuff, and then I'll come yeah. in with the fun. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> I like that way because since I gave birth to you, I should decide which who's going to be talking about the That's sad fair. stuff. Okay? Uh, classic Let's... Jewish mother, you owe me. Yep. <laughs> you owe me, kid. No guilt at all. I love it. So the sad stuff is that out of nowhere, my junior year of high school, I was seventeen. My mother, oh, I don't, I don't know if you want to share how I old was you. Forty-seven. Uh, nice. My and I had married my college sweetheart, basically. Aww. And he was murdered. Jesus. Yep. I'm so sorry. I should have had a... I didn't expect that. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I'll be honest. I was like, I feel like a death is coming. And then you said murdered. And I was like, well, yeah. that happens. Shit. Yeah. Sorry. That, uh, you can't, there's like, literally we've tried to do this where like, I'll say it or he'll say it. And it, it never seems to be like the apropos. Like last time we were talking to the, there's no um, good way to Michael say Bennett, your dad was murdered. Football player, and he's like, "Wait, you just acted like you know I, this is what you hate." And then I had a cheeseburger for lunch. Well, once it's happened to you, because like I've lost uh, like friends to like murder type situation, multiple friends. Alaska's like a hotbed for crazy <laughs> shit happening. But yeah, it's like yeah, well, well, it happened. You kind of get to a point where you're like, "Well, the, I just I, I'm gonna tell you." So yeah. Let's just get it off our chat. Wait a second. You were from Alaska? Yeah, I'm from Alaska. And so a lot of, uh, I would would equate it to a lot of mental health related uh, murders Ah. and suicides. Uh, Checker my my past friendships and their parents and et cetera. Oi. But um, maybe that's why we had this like psychic connection. Maybe. Well, because it is like it, it reframes how you think of and how you talk about death when you lose someone like that. Because uh, it took me a long time with my comedy because I'll do I have I've been getting into like darker. I don't want to say darker, but more real stuff about my life and my childhood. Uh, somebody had to tell me like that. You're know, like, you know, you're talking because, you know. Common phrase, tragedy plus time equals comedy. So sometimes it takes you a while to like make mm-hmm. something funny, but then you find a way to laugh at it or whatever. Uh, and then, and having to realize like, oh, the audience has never experienced this before. So if it's something jarring, they're yeah. like, wait, you have to go back. I haven't yeah. recovered. And it's like, yeah. oh, you haven't recovered from my tragedy? I'm so <laughs> sorry. Yeah. But but I, you you hit, you took us saying murdered. Quite quite well, actually. Usually yeah, we it, we've it was, had oh, weird, Jesus. Br- I mean, weird fucking responses. Yeah, I just I was like, shit, it's getting real in here. Yeah, yeah. You, you like to bring the white elephant out. We brought you a big one. Yeah, here it is. March <laughs> here is that room. big elephant. So it, so after that, I th- I think you know obviously everything flipped oh, in our I'm, lives for sure, and it became very evident that like tiny issues or anxieties were put into perspective in a way yeah. that they hadn't before. Oh, I can only, I mean, yeah. Where it's like little things that seem like they're such a big deal after someone is murdered is like, yeah, maybe it doesn't matter what jacket I wear to school today. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, really? <laughs> and, and then it becomes kind of like a game. Like how far can I push it? So <laughs> I don't give a fuck about talking about sex with my mom, but yeah. I know other people do. So, you know, you know, this is an interesting little test we can we can run. Yeah, like right. a social exper- experiment. Do you guys get feedback from people being like, "Oh, you know, this feels like it crosses a boundary," or? Oh yeah, I mean, well, within well, we our get, family, <laughs> not 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 so much anymore, and and certain certainly not into the, the immediate family. Like his older sister and younger brother, we've all gotten much closer, I think, because of this podcast. Because For sure. we've been able to talk, you know, and it's opened up a lot of people. We get emails all the time, and we get reviews on the podcast all the time about how much this podcast has actually changed their lives. That's amazing. Well, they, yeah, I mean, here, I think the thing is, like, if you stop anytime you're you put something as taboo in a in a relationship, then it feels like it's wrong. Yeah, and once you kind of push through that, once it's been done, and and I feel like the more you do something, 
And I think this speaks to our culture, like the less taboo it is. So it's like, yeah. oh yeah, totally. I mean, that's kind of how I raised the kids. Like the, some of these kids were not allowed to watch TV. They're not allowed to drink soda. They're not allowed to do, you know, yeah. eat candy. I'd be like, eat it all. Go for it. And, and you know, if they get a stomachache, I guess they won't be eating candy anymore. Yeah. You're like, well, yeah, that's yeah. why kids, you're not, that's why you're not supposed to eat so much candy. And now you know. Right. Yeah. But the point, the point is, it's like, you know, after a while, you're like, you, you're going to get the natural consequences to your behavior. And that's really the life lessons out there for you to learn. And if there did, if there was a point where I needed to pull in, like, you know, someone got arrested or something like that, then I, then there'd be some more consequences. Yeah. But no one, no one got arrested. So I think uh, you're more likely to get arrested than I was. <laughs> that's probably true. Yeah. We were just total wild card. Not at all. Actually, I was kind of a goody-goody growing up. I was, I, I really was. I mean, but as just, my mother, she was a wild card. Oh, yeah. From that yeah. perspective of like, yeah, I totally get it. When you think your moms, you know, are not sexual beings or anything like that. And I think it's just, it kind of opened up the, the dialogue about everything, not just sex, but we can talk about drugs. We can talk about, you know, rock and roll, things like well, that. So <laughs> rock I, and roll. Yeah, I we talk that. a lot about rock Taboo and roll. Taboo things show. like rock and roll. Don't <laughs> talk talking about rock and roll in this family. Yeah, sinful. Well, I think it's important to also mention how after becoming single and going out in the dating world, my mother then decided to create a YouTube channel all about sex and dating. That you're right. like, for, oh, for, for, that's that's so- only for women. I wanted to help older women who are either divorced or, de- or, or widowed. And I wanted to make it, a, a, you know, like a, ask ask me questions about what it's like to date again, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, like a helpful advice type thing. Yeah, I have a social work degree. I thought this was a great thing for women. And, oh, they, I did so well on YouTube. I mean, they, I might have got 50 views a month. I mean, I don't <laughs> think women at, at that point even knew how to get on YouTube. Maybe yeah. they didn't even know how to use computers. I don't even know what the problem was. But horny 18 to 35-year-old guys, they knew what YouTube is. Yeah, so they're like, finding wow. it. So they're all just like geeking out on like a hot cougar talking there about There you go. That's that's it. And I'm that's like, it. well, I'll just lean right in there and uh, <laughs> get some porn stars on and, you that's know, get great. some sexologists and let's talk about what, you know, they want to talk about. You want to talk? Let's talk. Oh, that's it's so great. I, so meanwhile, not, I was at college at the time. It was not so great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my, well, because that's the thing. If you're trying to date someone, eventually you have to be like, by the way, my mom has a sex YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. My fucking friends were sending me links to her videos. I, I I came across her videos doing like research when I was like looking for my own oral sex tips. And I was like, get me oh, the fuck. Oh, no. There's mom. I do Even not out. want to be learning She's oral sex tips. She's just there with a the cucumber like, now ladies. <laughs> That's exactly right. I had the cucumber and then I had the zucchinis. No, I didn't kidding. watch that one, unfortunately. No, so. I, I didn't really get into that graphic. I just more like like, I would talk, get an expert on who would like talk about it or a porn star that would like to, you know, demonstrate how they give uh, deep throating. Remember that one? Oh my God, wait. I don't, I don't remember all your deep throat videos, mother. <laughs> it, what, what is it? Did you ever have that woman with the orange? Did you ever get, see that lady with the grapefruit? Oh yeah. No. I, I think what? I know what you're talking I about. I wish that was your channel. Just some woman <laughs> watching. I could have gotten millions of views then. I mean, my God. it's. I maintain that it's an age, it was an age gap and that, women now who could benefit from it would be able to find it easier than when YouTube was first coming out. It was kind of like, who the yeah. hell knows who's using it. And now it's feels like commonplace. Commonplace. Totally. Yeah. I mean, my friends didn't even know how to do Facebook at the time. It was just rough. <laughs> 
So, so then so Cam decided to take my material and use it in a stand-up comedy routines. Yeah. I mean, how else are you supposed to cope, you know? It's if, a fucking goldmine. <laughs> if not out loud to a group of strangers in front of you. Yes. So I, yeah. I, wrote, I, wrote the, I wrote this book. I don't, I, I don't know why I'm showing it. You, you could see it, but no one else can because it's a podcast. Cougar's Guide to Getting Your Ass Back Out There. <gasps> there you guys, you this is amazing. So you're yep. you're like claiming the word cougar. I you feel like you got it. You got to you people are split about their feelings on cougar where I see some women if they get a uh, you know referred to as a cougar they're like oh, a cougar but then I like this yeah. idea of just yeah embrace well, I it. I redefine the She's word. She's fucking owning it. I owned it. I did the acronym and here it goes. I don't know if you want to hear it but here I it do. is. I do. Okay, it's a confident, older, unique, genuine assertive and racy woman i love that that's such a great that's that's just everything there you go right oh i i i decided like it's not a milf it's not a single hot mom it's not you know it's just not a um mature woman it's, it's just a cougar you know well, do and you think do you think jms qualifies as a cougar mom yes because she's confident and she's but she's not really She's not really at the age yet. Yeah, I'm like, wait, what? What is older? Older? I mean, <laughs> older might be a mental state, you know, or gone through a lot of experience. Yeah, I guess maybe it's like life experience versus an actual number. In which case, I think you know, I could be 107. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. I think you. Yeah, I guess if you were dating younger guys right now, you would be a full fledged cougar. Yeah, it's also just like, well, cougar is relative. How old is the guy you're fucking? You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah, I exactly. think this is, it's the highest compliment you can give that my mother from, gives from someone. me. Yes, if I give you the compliment that you're a cougar or a cougarette, you are getting a compliment. As a matter of fact, I just wrote another book. You did? Yep. Oh my it's god, here, we got to see it. it. You guys got to get these books. She's a prolific oh, yeah. author over here. Oh shit! I can't. Let me switch to you. Let me do a gallery view. Fuck games. Fuck games. Date cougars. That's hilarious. And that's yeah. you on the cover, right? That's yep. me on the cover. Oh yeah! In case you were wondering who this is, that's me. We another comic um, slash uh, cartoonist, Katie Fischel, did the cover for this. That's amazing. Oh, she's very talented. Well, first of all, like props to you for writing. I mean, writing and finishing two books is so impressive to me as someone Thank who you. has the attention span of a squirrel and is like, how did you know that? I because you just showed them to me. No, how did oh, you know? Oh no, I was I was saying me, but. <laughs> You also said when I was on uh, your podcast, I think before we recorded, you talked about having ADD as well. Because like, yeah, I'm someone who is such a good starter. Boy, am I good at starting things. Like, <laughs> and nary a finish insight. You know what I mean? Nary a finish. Well, I agree with you. It, it was hard, but like, I just kept this. This quarantine just made me push myself to finish the second book because otherwise, I would never have finished it. It was going on for years. That's so impressive. That's. Like, really impressive. And how do you feel about, okay, so you've reclaimed the word cougar, so I don't know if you'd feel the same way. When older men are dating a woman their age and talk about, say, they're dating a cougar, I feel like that's such a dick thing when you're like, yeah, you are a cougar, buddy. Yeah, like, I never even heard that before. I thought you were going to say, what do you think about older men? Like, nobody would ever think twice about all these older men that are with younger oh, girls. Oh, absolutely. No one, especially in L.A., nobody bets their eye. We just all assume oh. that it's that people we never go like that must be her dad it's just like obviously they're together (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly right but if a woman does it it's like god forbid and it's also like in my opinion it makes more sense i'm sure 
someone would argue biologically it makes sense that men are attracted to younger I don't what whatever the fuck but like because women our sex drive like increases and increases yeah so like men start losing their boners you know what I mean it's like yeah I understand now as a woman who hasn't even reached you know like I'm barely in my 30s but it's like yeah, I understand why a woman in her 40s would be like, maybe I'll just fuck this 20-year-old. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, or at least 28. Yeah. yeah. But who, yeah. The, the truth of the matter is is that men do not live as long as women. Okay? I know. They, they live on average three years less. So what, so are, the, what are the, all these women dating older men for? That's kind of silly because you're going to end up being alone for the last 10 years. I know, and that's like morbid. Wait, how do we go from three to ten? Well, they got three years, and then you got to figure that they might be. Well, then know. the husband dies, and then your yeah. quality of life goes up because you're not worried about your husband, so you actually end up living longer than you would have. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. There's <laughs> lots of reasons why. <laughs> I'm telling you, single women live longer than everyone. It's always oh, yeah. when they interview, though, the oldest person alive, it's a woman who's like, I never married someone, and I love my wine. And you're like, well, no, that bitch figured so it out. True. It explains everything. It's so true. All right. So anyway, Cam took my first book, A Cougar's Guide to Getting Your Ass Back Out There, and he decided to use it in his comedy, in his little comedy sessions. Yeah. Yeah. And he sold a lot of my books, which I was happy about. Oh, that's great. (laughs) That's teamwork. I keep telling my mom to write a book. And I'm like, Mom, people know (laughs) you as a maniac from my comedy. We can make (laughs) we can make you some money. This could be good. So that's kind of what happened. That's great. And you did it. And now from that. And, and then we were like, well, we should just collaborate. We're using the same source material. Is that so, kind of what happened where it's like that you were, you realize you're you're using her book. She's written this book. You're like, why don't we just do something together? People seem to like this dynamic. Yep. Well, that's it's it. more. Yeah. Our roles are kind of are reversed, especially when I first became single. I, I went through like another. Uh, I think it happens a lot. If someone goes to a divorce or a death. You become like a crazed, horny adolescent. Yeah, you're so, it's a t- yeah. side of you you weren't, you know, for better or worse, we're not previously tapping into for many years. And many, like 24 to be precise. So I was like a little like, uh, oh, this is actually fun. I'm going to have a fun time. And then Cam is like, what the hell is my mother doing? And anyway, so and then I'd be like, what the hell? Why aren't you doing what I'm doing, you know, with, with your age group? And uh <laughs> You're trying to get him out there. I was trying oh, to get him out there. Pushing. I put, wrote the book for Cam. Your mom's like on the, <laughs> on a bar, like Cam, yeah. get on the Cam. dance floor. Yeah. <laughs> get your ass out there, date. She so actually that's how did we push started. me. You did push me into like a dance crowd once. In- oh yeah, the Gypsy Kings. Oh my yep. gosh, Gypsy Kings. Yeah, we, we, I Have met you- some cute girls at the Gypsy King concert, and it was an outdoor venue. Everybody's dancing. And I'm like, Cam, come dance with these guys. And it turns out that they were actual gypsies. Whoa. Following the gypsy kings. And they just so go insane. everywhere with them. That's so well, thank God you didn't lock down one of those girls. They would have drifted away. Who knows what would have happened? He'd be out on the on yeah, the road. Somewhere. He'd be gone. There would be no podcast. No, certainly not. So it'd be a travel podcast. Right? You're just like calling your mom from the road and telling her about your <laughs> sexual failures. And you're like, Well, the gypsies didn't come again. <laughs> And I want to come home. <laughs> and I have nobody left. Help me. So, Karen, you are uh, like when you would you consider yourself like a sexpert? Like a yeah, I think both of us are. Yeah, not just me. I, I literally I'm think textbook, textbook initially. Yes, yeah, 
Okay, so experimental, experientially, um, and I don't want to sound like a, I'm not slut shaming myself, but I, you know, I got around well, a little no bit during There's no shame day. in being a slut, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I experimented a little bit, um, and I also learned a lot by doing this YouTube channel for so many years and interviewing all these people about sex and dating. And I also have a social work degree, so all these things, you know, I thought it, I thought it was pretty much like uh, up there and. Just like wanting to learn, not necessarily, I'm not necessarily, I wouldn't call myself like the be all and end all authority on sex at all, but I mean, I just, I'm curious and I know the terminology and I, you know, tried a few things. I but like Cam that. now, Cam is now the expert. Yeah? Have you oh, like knows, taken yeah. studies? No, not really. I, I, I ended up creating this whole sex podcast network. Oh, wow. So basically I had to learn a shitload about different sex podcasts and like the advertisers who would do well. So I like had to really study up on vibrators and shit. Oh, and shit. Lube and, it's yep. called Pleasure so, Podcast. I have good plug for Pleasure Podcast. Oh, that's Thank great. You, and it's like a whole it's network a- of just sex podcasts. Yes. You got it. Fuck. I love that. It shocks me that I don't have a sex podcast, to be honest, because I talk about it so much in my stand up that like for a while when Periscope was new, I was doing a show called What Are You Into? And I would just go into people's beds with them and interview them about like their sexual Oh, kinks. I love that. But like, that's fascinating to me. And that's what I was curious, like what qualifies someone to be like a sex expert? Because there have been like, in many ways, I, I feel like I fall under that umbrella with you guys where it's like tons of learning about it and just curiosity and I mean, half of mine has just been, you know, nosiness about other people's <laughs> stuff. But also, yeah, yeah no, uh, I was uh, far from mild sexually in college, <laughs> just on a rampage. Oh, college is the best time in my <laughs> That's life. That's how you do it. It's like a get out of jail free card unless you totally. actually go to jail and then good luck. But <laughs> I agree. I really, uh, it's that when I think about college, that's what I think about. And I think guys don't get it. I think guys don't know how horny girls are. They think it's just them. No, like, and I feel like a lot of that has been, and I, I definitely think the culture is shifting, you know, with just more access to materials, stuff like your podcast, or just, you know, women talking about sex. But a lot of that is just like that cultural idea that we were all fed that, you know, just, oh, whatever for my husband, the idea that, like... <laughs> it's true. That women just had sex to have a baby or, like, to make my husband happy, where it's like, yeah, no, like, we we can come. That's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> we like it. Well, I feel like there's even women who aren't even... They are not in touch with their own sexuality, and that is devastating to me that... Oh, yeah. We hear a lot about that. Yeah, where it's like, have you just like, not found your clit? Like, what's going on there? That sucks. That you have yeah. to be, and I mean, there's so many different cultures and reasons why people are, you know, reserved about it or not in touch with it. But like, what a fucking bummer. But you guys are fully opposite. So you've already said that you think like doing this podcast, being open has kind of made your bond stronger, obviously. Of course. Yeah. It's brought you close together. Um, yeah. Is being the son on a mother son sex podcast with a woman who is like this hot cougar, Dr. Ruth. <laughs> Does that pressure Thank you. you in... Made my day. Oh, yeah. No, of course. Like Hot Cougar Dr. Ruth should go in our fucking yeah. website, media kit. T-shirt should Do be made it. about yeah. it. Hot she, Dr. Hot Ruth. Cougar. No offense, Dr. Ruth, wherever you are. <laughs> Dr. Ruth. <laughs> well, she's got a little age on me, but... I mean, right. yeah. But, you know, we'll all get there. Eventually, we're women. We never die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you feel pressure trying to date? Have it, like... 
having women possibly either know or figure out like, oh, you're on a sex podcast, like you must be, or like in the bedroom, do you feel like as someone who's on a sex podcast, you have to like bring your A game all the time? No, I think if if the girl listened to the, the podcast, they'd quickly learn. That's- I'm not somewhat, they should lower their expectations. <laughs> That's just not happening. <laughs> it, yeah, if anything, I think it would it would push any potential uh, you know partners away oh. if they. <laughs> do you think that's a problem? Do you do you think that having a podcast makes it difficult today? Either of well, you? Yeah, it definitely makes it more difficult in some ways for me. Yeah. Um, because I think a lot of people are like, "Oh, is he going to share about this on the podcast?" And yeah, and it's like with um, his mom, who I haven't even met yet. How quickly do you feel pressured to introduce someone to your mom when she's such a big part of not only your personal life but like your working life? It's a good question. Uh, not that much pressure, but I yeah. feel like we do have our boundaries. Believe it or not, we have our boundaries. If he says yeah. I'm going out, I don't even ask. Oh no, you do ask, and then I say, "All right." You don't need to know that. She's like, All okay. Right. That, that, that's usually when you're going out with a guy friend. You always pick the wrong battle. <laughs> I'm, I'm digging my heels in. I'm not, I'm not telling her I'm going out with Mark tonight. You know, like, <laughs> what the hell? I need to fucking set some boundaries. I mean, it's, I mean, good for you for being aware of that. That shit's hard. Yeah, but it is d- really But didn't you have hard. like the same issues when you were single, for example, and you're, you're on stage and, you know, you're talking about sex all the time. Don't you worry about the people that you've dated like prior to the performance that what they're going to think? Um, yeah. Oh, Don't absolutely. Worry. Like uh, my the guy I'm dating now came to a show. I, my, my normal principle has been like, don't come to my comedy if like if I start dating someone, a lot of times they'll immediately be like, let me come to your show. And it's like, that's my office, you know, which is like a <laughs> shitty cop out of being like, and, and for a long time I was like, oh, maybe I should wait to like introduce you to that. But then I sort of flipped and I was like, well, that's a huge part of who I am. So like, I then like in, in the process of dating my, you know, current boyfriend, it was like, you know, I should probably just put that on the table. Cause if it's too much for you, I need to like save us both time. Cause I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing. And the yeah. longer you're with someone, you develop feelings and you're like, oh, I care what they think. And I, I have codependency problems for sure. So like the risk I run of being like, well, I guess I just won't talk about them. So I don't upset their feelings if I'm like in a relationship with someone has never played out. But it's definitely like I could see that becoming a thing and I never wanted to. So it'd just be like, keep. So I hit a point where I was like, well, I just gotta like let them know right off the bat, like I'm crass and I'm filthy. Uh, That's what I do on stage and this is what I talk about. And if you do something, you could end up in my material if something goes awry, but like I'm not, like, finally a boyfriend I can bully on stage. You know what I mean? But he, I had a one-woman show uh, that I did at Edinburgh Fringe Festival, and my boyfriend, I was doing it at the Comedy Central stage pretty soon to when I started dating my boyfriend. And he's like, oh, I would, like, you know, we were newly together. We weren't officially a couple. He's like, oh, I'd love to come to your show. And he hadn't seen my stand-up. And the one-woman show is this very, like, deep, intimate. Like, there's funny shit, but there's, like, flashbacks to, like, trauma and all this other, like, crazy shit. And it, it's very fast-paced, so it's something that, I feel like some people, it's like a very, you get it or you don't get it. And if, if you like it, you like it. But there's people who are probably like, that was a, what just happened? You know, like, <laughs> what a nightmare. And I was like, I don't know if that's the first thing I want you to see. And he came and he brought like 
one of his female friends and I'm like, oh, oh. fuck, because it's like, <laughs> if she thinks I'm crazy, it's done. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. If you're yeah. like good, for, like especially a female, like a good female friend, because that, that doesn't bother me. I'm not intimidated by that. I have a lot of male friends from doing comedy, so stuff like that's never bothered me. But it's like, dude, if she's like, I don't know, man, this chick's a whack job. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, it is. And then like, even just the idea that men get from a woman talking about sex, which I don't know if you, Karen, get like hit up in the DMs a lot or like oh, by strangers, but is, it's it's out of control. The, the, it's I've started getting fucking DMs because of my mom being on the podcast. <laughs> They're trying to like get to your mom through you. Like, what's up with your yes. mom, dude? Oh my god, you don't even want to know about the dick pics and the yeah, and it's like requests. It's like yes, I Can, talk about sex. Yes, I enjoy sex. That doesn't mean I want to have sex with you, stranger, but. <laughs> stranger oh, uh, who just asked me can you please i love you so much can you please send me pussy pics yeah uh, no i don't think so right? i don't even know who but you are but he said he loves you mom but he did he did express love so maybe i should <laughs> maybe you know, and I, it's like it's the right thing to do you know I'm, I'm a people pleaser so yeah maybe i should no can i actually what he typically does is he'll, he'll get a request to, like someone's obviously wanting a nude of me or something and he'll send them like what did you send that one guy I, I think an inflamed hair follicle. <laughs> they a close up of it. They Wait, don't, do they don't specify. Do you for nudes of your mom? Like you have a file of them sitting around? We have a text hotline called Yes Text Mom. And so anyone can text us there. And they often think that my mother is the recipient of those messages. But it's both of us. Yeah. So it could be either so, of you at any given time. So I just assume they're always directed to me. And all the requests are <laughs> for my nudes. And... <laughs> and uh, <laughs> That's you know, so funny. I send, I say, send my send leg pics to them. And it's just like a hairy I leg. I send my nudes. Yeah. <laughs> and they're yes. like, Karen. And you're like, wrong again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's so funny. Also, like, that someone doesn't have that much reasoning to go like, it's probably both of them. So even if you were going to send strangers nudes, probably not where your son could see them if he opened up the... Yeah. Like, they, they don't. They don't seem to get that reasoning no. at all. Oh, it's so funny. I it got to the point where I had to actually put a joke in my stand-up about like how men hear a woman talk about sex and like so many of them are very black and white and what they think a woman's like sexual appetite is that you're either a nun or like just like a rampant slut that will fuck anything that comes. You know, it's like you say they're like, I like to come and they're like, obviously that means her pussy's a clown car. Let's all get in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's like, no, that's not, no one is like that. <laughs> but it is so funny that, God, I can't even imagine just having that like brand out there, what you have to deal with. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. And then I, I sometimes have to scold them too. I mean, there's a whole thing in my book about that where an 18 year old actually asks me like for to evaluate. They want me to evaluate their dick. Tell me know? what if you've seen a lot of these things, huh, Karen? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like, okay, just because I'm going to be nice to you, I'm going to give you this little bit of advice. <laughs> Don't fucking send me any of your dick pics and ask me to for any of these requests because it's considered sexual harassment. Yeah, uh, nobody wants that, by the way. She will fuck you up. I will yeah. fuck you up and call the police and whatever. And, and then he's like, don't do anything. I'm 18-year-old and I'm stupid. And I'm like, okay, at least you know who you are. <laughs> That's so funny. You got that self-awareness going. God, yeah. 
when it's like, oh, God, there's some people who probably do it just to be scolded. Like, there's so many different. Oh, yeah, we had that, too. We've we've had it all. We've had oh, yeah. The, the human cash point was on our show once. Oh, my God. What financial domination. When oh. they love to give, a, give all their money to, to. They wanted to give all their money to me. Cam said he would take it. But I said I, <laughs> I, I had a hard time with this. Uh, I, I, and I'm a social because they worker. Get, they get turned on by giving their money away. Okay, yeah. yeah. Can and you give me their info? <laughs> yeah. But I felt so bad for that because I'm a social worker. I'm yeah. just to help people. So you're like, you I obviously, up, something's amiss yeah. that you want to so do. So I this. said to him, How's this? You can send me 20 bucks, but you have to also give me five things that you think are positive about you. I didn't know you took the 20 bucks. No, because he wouldn't send it. That was not his idea of dominating. When I asked him to think of five positive things about himself. No, oh, he's wow. like, T- tell me I'm a piece of shit and demand my money. That's <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what he wanted me to do, and I couldn't do it. And, well, one guy, tell him about the one who wanted to eat. Oh, my God. It was disgusting. Wait, you, I have to know. It. Oh. Oh, God. Okay. So this guy asked me for, he was going to pay me, it was $2,000. And what I would have to do, he wanted to eat my scat caviar and champagne nectar, which basically means he wanted to eat my shit out of a toilet, but he'd reserve a, a fancy hotel room. So it'd be a nice toilet. Can, nice <laughs> toilet. Not like a Four Seasons toilet. I'd go there, I shit, he comes in. And I, and I piss, I'm assuming. And if it's after Thanksgiving, I always said I, I would charge double. <laughs> but anyway, he, he the idea is that he come in, eat the shit and piss, literally, and pay me like two grand. And I'm like, no, how about three? Good. But, <laughs> I was like, wait. You said wait, no? Wait, two grand is way too cheap. So I didn't do it again. I, I Once again, I just get freaked out by this. I did try to ask about like if he'd take like a uh, UPS package. Yeah, well, because it's also like... like- Stuff like that. First of all, it's gross, but also like stuff like that where there's no like you have to do anything. It doesn't it seems too good to be true. Like and it, it's not I'm not someone who's regular like getting I do have a guy who gives me money for pictures of my feet. I won't lie about that. No I've way. Done, I've, I've done that. Yeah, I've done yeah. that. How much how much are you getting? Oh, I get like 250 a picture. This guy's I only got I think I only got like 100. I, how I many mean, pictures are you sending? I've gotten I mean We've done a couple like videos of me stepping on a camera too. So I've gotten like a few grand from this guy who, by the way, just this week, I mean, it's probably a red flag about me that uh, my foot daddy is uh, checking into a psych ward. <laughs> oh, no. So he's like, no. I just feel oh, like God. I can't really get things to any apologize to me. And I was like, you don't have to. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> wow. I feel my bad. God. <laughs> and then I, but I was like, but like, I'm not giving you back your money. Um, yeah, not not no money back. And I'm um, sorry you're in a state facility when you could have been in a more expensive yeah, one. Yeah, you could your money. If you kept your money, yeah. <laughs> no, and it's like anything like that because I interviewed once a, a like a pro dom who just gets paid to like verbally abuse men. She doesn't have sex with them. They, they come over and do her dishes, and she like yells at them and makes them do yeah. chores, and they give her money. And I'm like, that sounds like a great setup, but I don't just like. I mean, we've all seen, you know, murder, horror stories, true crime shit. Like, I don't trust that a man just wants to eat my shit and give me money and leave. Like, no, yeah, you're going to stab me. It was me. kind of a, it was, it was a little dicey situation there. That I, I decided, eh, maybe not. Yeah. So I'll forego a new couch this year. Uh, big deal. We've <laughs> also interviewed people like that that do that. And I'm always like, how do you take that into your daily life? Like, knowing that... 
you just switch kinda, it on. Yeah. You just kind of abuse this person, even if it's for mo- they, what they wanted. It's still very hard to like. Yeah, no, it's yeah. like I, I don't think I could do that and not be like, okay, I'm just, I'm sorry, like the whole time. Like, <laughs> just, I, just kidding. I think you're just kidding. Great. I really don't know why you do this. You know what I mean? And then they're like, that's not what I'm paying you for. And you're like, I just feel bad. You seem like a nice guy. I so I I couldn't do it either. That's what I'm saying. So give me five five positive things about you. Come That's on. so funny. Yeah, I was a phone sex operator very briefly after college. I just was working like two other jobs, just saving money to move to LA. And there were a couple calls where I just was like, "Come on, no!" Like I I also didn't understand humiliation as such a large fetish at the time. And maybe if I was more educated in all the different fetishes, I would have approached it differently. But Men wanting me to just like, oh, just talk about how gross and fat I am. I was like, there's nothing wrong with being fat. That's not bad. (laughs) You know? And I'm like, oh, they wanted to be told they were a piece of shit. And I was just like, hey, come on. No. (laughs) And they're paying $4.99 a minute for me to be like, cheer up, bud. (laughs) Did you see the movie Jezebel? It's like, it's all about that. Oh, my God. No, I have to watch it. Yeah chronically behind on every piece of movie pop culture but i will definitely check that out as you're doing your harry potter then you do jezebel is a good it's a, like a good it's a good dynamic filthy nerds there's a little bit of everything oh yeah yeah we should at some point we've got to dive into some type of dirty series we're just like anal pirate seven to the whole series we're just the book was better but um oh in this like the course of, you know, getting into a podcast, we're obviously like now, you know, digging deeper and, and more things come up, I'm sure, as you do these interviews. Has there been, you know, because you guys said you've always had a pretty open relationship, uh, but has there been anything that you've been surprised to learn about each other in the course of, you know, doing the podcast and stuff? I think we're always surprised. Some yeah. of the yeah. stuff that both of us are equally <laughs> constantly being surprised. Yeah. Yeah, because he doesn't but really it, tell me everything. I don't really tell him. And we certainly don't tell at the time. I think I just surprised you the other day. I forgot what I surprised you with. You're like, what? But we mostly were like, especially if it's just current, we keep it to ourselves. And then like we might talk about, oh, this happened in the past. Okay. Uh, honestly, we try to go for the surprise factor a little bit because otherwise we're like, oh, okay, my mother, you know, did this fucking Oh yeah, I got an old hat. Weird. This story, yeah, yeah. this is fucking well, some of the sto- yeah, so he's, story. Yeah, he's story. He heard that story too many times. He's making that up, by the way, guys. Um, <laughs> She's no, like, do not hit me up for me to squirt on you. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. Uh, oh God, here we go. Um, the the truth is, is I tend to repeat myself. <laughs> The uh, weed or the old age it just gets to me. And I can't remember. I must tell the, our podcasters the same story like a hundred times. So, so sometimes Cam has to go, Ma, I heard the story about you having sex in the bathtub. Shit. Yeah, I heard that one. It's not that exciting but anymore. The I, I, will, I think that it did really, uh, like over, especially at first, we were pushing the boundaries so much that like, uh, there were, I was constantly learning and feeling very uncomfortable yeah. So why? I'm a sexual I mean, I think human the fir- being. The first episode was, I, the first He's episode like, we went why. into. <laughs> <laughs> the first episode we went into, it was like about masturbation. I guess the topic came up, and 
I thought it would be cool. And then I was like, whoa, hold on. This is fucking a lot. Yeah. And now it's like, and then you're like oh, that my mom masturbates. That's just like a. It's disgusting. God yeah. damn. But now he's like, oh, of course she masturbates and I get her lube. Yeah. <laughs> there have been mile, there have been milestones though. Like he literally anal like, was a milestone. Well, uh, anal butt play or whatever. But we, yeah. we've interviewed people that have been like volunteering to help Cam along with that. And it's, it's <laughs> kind of freaky. I can help you with your butt play. Totally. Yeah. That's yeah. so funny. We had a, we had one of our, my friends, a porn star, say she'd mentor him sexually. And he ended up using that in his stand-up comedy. Wait, but you didn't take her up on it? See? <sighs> You're shaming him. Yeah, I, I didn't. That's and right. then. <laughs> yeah i didn't i did not no. although i was going eventually after doing the stand-up bit for so long i decided people would have that fucking response they would start like i kind of welcomed it by asking the audience what i should do and they're like oh take yeah fucker every man's like yes. what yes yeah <laughs> that's exactly what happened that's exactly i mean it i was doing shows where like i would say like who here doesn't think i should do anything with her and like no one responded and i'd be like what the fuck that's what you're so, like somebody please yes eventually i was like fuck it i'm doing it this is if anything i'll get a story out of it yeah and i texted her and uh she ghosted me <laughs> that hurts she's like she oh yeah i was lunch just with you that. No, she said she wanted to have lunch with you first. That's what she was saying. But then we went to arrange the lunch and she didn't respond. Oh. Well, maybe she was busy making money, you know, fisting someone's butt or whatever she does. I don't know. <laughs> so many things. It, not yeah. far from the truth at all. <laughs> Truly. That's so funny. Um, how have you introduced a lot of women to your mom like that you've dated? Uh, a few, On not too many. Oh, we've I haven't dated so, so many to such an extent that I'd want to interview, introduce her. Yeah, it's more like a lot of his past lovers have come on the show. They wanted to. They were like, one of them said, I've been waiting for two years for you to ask me to come on. She's just Remember offended. She's like, we hooked up. Why can't I be on the show? Like, <laughs> That's exactly what happened. That's so funny. Yeah. Have you ever interviewed yeah. uh, an ex of his? And then after you guys hung up or after they left, you were like, Why'd you let her get away? Oh, it, happens, it happens every podcast. <laughs> every fucking guest that comes on. Every time every you're like, you should be on. with someone like that. If you yes. were single, I'd be like, why aren't you dating Jessica? I mean, seriously. Yes. And this is, it, it she happens. would be telling you that too, by the way. That's yeah, so I, I don't just direct it towards Karen. I'm like, what's wrong with you, Jess? During look, the podcast. Look, look at he's a, such a good looking guy. His hair's a little bit long right now, but normally he's, he's looking very he's like, hot. Look how spelt my son is. He's a great guy. He yes, knows all about so sex. <laughs> he's sweet. He's smart. He's funny. What more would you want? That's oh my so god! So funny. Do you feel like? No, but oh, go ahead, Karen. No, I was saying that. Uh, I don't know. We we get to know people so intimately that I almost feel like, why wouldn't you date her? Now you know all her flaws. You know all her pluses. You know everything about her. Date her. I, Damn it, Cam. I wanted to ask you about codependence. Yeah. So. I, that was the name of your your. Oh, my one woman show was called Codependent Arising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Um, okay. I did a ten day silent meditation, so it was based on that. I know. Okay. See, I told you she's a Pisces. <laughs> what do Pisces no, do? That's so interesting. I've never had someone say, "I'm I'm like a Pisces." I wonder if I'm changing. It's all the meditating. I think the I think uh, oh, I'm becoming the, boring. No offense. Tom. No, Cam Cam <laughs> does the same meditation retreats. I do all I, those that meditation shit. I I literally think I would I would go out of my gourd 
Have you done a 10 minute, <laughs> ten minute silent meditation uh, at one of these places would freak me out. I, I guess. Sorry, my dogs like... are uh, losing their shit. I think my boyfriend must be home. Hang on. Hey, they're not going to listen to me. Uh, they're just going to keep barking. It's fine though. Uh, my listeners are uh, unfortunately used to it. Um, <laughs> there's like, there's our damn dogs again. Um, have you done a Vipassana? I Me? have done either one of you, but I can, but I didn't do the, the, the pot, like the 10 day Vipassana that you might be thinking of, but I've done like three, like seven day retreats Wow. that are in the insight tradition. And there are yeah. like totally silent or, uh, yeah, they, they're like, you know, the Dharma talks and shit at night, but that's. That's oh yes, uh, same thing. Oh, that's so interesting, and I I didn't know that that was like a Pisces-y... No, Pisces is just like I, the I'm so oldest... like inter- I'm so interested in like your astrology stuff. Okay, so the Pisces are the old souls of the zodiacs. It's the last soul. It's the you know the the end. Whereas like Aries, the next one is the the, the, the more immature. More... I'm a new soul. That's Nicole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, is, is she an Aries? She's I forgot. An Aries. Yeah. Oh, see, and I'm across from her as a Libra, so we kind of like, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I think you have a lot. If you did your chart, I bet you have some more Pisces in there. Yeah, I did it once. I got a Leo though, but you don't. You don't even have a Leo face. A Leo face is more like round face. You don't have that. You have a heart shaped face. Losing weight. Really, there's a heart shaped face. I've been told I have Leo hair, but it's not as thick as it used to be. Yeah, you, you maybe. Yeah, you got the big mane there. Yeah, and I think I wow. used to be a lot more like, "Look at me!" And the more I've meditated uh, and worked on myself, the more I'm like, "You don't need to look at me. I'm fine. <laughs> you do your own thing." <laughs> so, where does the what what is codependence in your mind when you say that? Oh, so to me, um, I feel like there's Andy, everyone. Speak of codependence. Love the Mowgli's. That's how I, she just went, love the Mowgli's. We're talking about codependence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with uh-huh. us, but um, it was the name of my show. I, I feel like codependence in a sense is like just another form of addiction in a, in a weird way. Like how people can be addicted to, you know, alcohol or other substances. Um, I think some people can be addicted to a person and being, uh, you know, concerned. Usually it's a narcissistic person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very much that uh, I've I've been the victim of the, uh, you know, empath narcissistic uh, connection more than once. And it's uh, a whole thing. But I think a lot of it's putting someone's needs above your own. And people do it for a variety of reasons, whether it's, you know, their own like trauma conditioning or like fear based. But sort of feeling like you have to be responsible for another person mm-hmm. that like their emotional state and well-being is your uh your problem like to to me the example is just that like oh you know if, if my partner's not happy it's because i'm not doing something enough oh if mm-hmm. if you know my partner were an alcoholic and they recovered but fell off the wagon it's like i you know should have been more diligent or whatever that that kind of vibe yeah. How did you break it, the cycle? I The thing is, is like, I don't know if you ever fully can because I, I feel like there's a very blurred line between codependence and it's interdependence. A, yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like... Right. Well, it's also, it's a continuum too. Yeah. Well, and it's like if you're... Every, everything is on a spectrum. Absolutely. And it's just like, I mean, if you read enough about, you know, any, uh, you know, mental health 
you know, uh, you know, sort of mood disorder or uh, even astrological signs. If you like, you could kind of think your way into being like, I guess I, I'm kind of like that sometimes. I sometimes have a lot of energy. Maybe I'm, um, maybe I have, I'm bipolar. And it's like, or maybe you just had a, a mountain Right, you relax. could talk yourself into yeah. I have that. I I tend to shout things out. Maybe I have Tourette's. Yeah, absolutely. I literally shout th- so many things out that someone my freshman year of college thought I had Tourette's. And I was like, no, I'm just <laughs> loud and I say weird things. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, don't do I not get in trouble? I get, I get frequently I get in trouble. Doing you, stuff. you get in trouble because you say you have Tourette's on our show and our <laughs> listeners are like, no, you don't. Why? No, I offensive. don't say I have Tourette's. I said I had a Tourette's yes. moment. I, a Tourette's moment. Like you can be, it's you can different. have a narcissistic moment, but doesn't mean I'm a narcissist. Just means I have, you know, occasionally I'll burst into, you know, yeah. some sort of thing that I shouldn't be bursting into. It's, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, because it's like the person who will be like, I'm so depressed. And it's like, no, you're sad. And that's fine. Something sad happened. And you're, yes. be sad about it. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. But we're all like afraid to be sad. So it's like, if I'm sad, it's a disease, you know? But yeah, for me, I think getting out of the like unhealthy cycle of codependence, a lot of it uh, was about awareness and like uh, being aware of the patterns that you're doing or like what you're bringing sort of to the table as far as facilitating uh what is the word i'm looking for almost like enabling, enabling. yeah 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 um you know it, it's like sort of learning to it i think it ties a lot in with self-worth and learning to like draw lines on like what is taking care of you and what is taking care of the other person and um sometimes it's like active work to not you know try to overextend and go like you know, there's a line between like, how can I help you? And you being like, what are you thinking? I can like tell you're not thinking, you know, something's off. And like, it's not my business what anyone is thinking, you know? Yeah. But learning to uh, not respond to that because um, anyone who's empathic, which I assume, you know, you guys probably have some of that as well. Like a lot of comedians sort of have that you just can pick I think up. everybody needs it, to have empathy. Yeah. It's and sometimes you can just pick up on people's energy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And which can be hard because sometimes it can affect your mood, but also realizing that like there's a line between being available if someone wants support and then trying to like force your support upon them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. being like, mm-hmm. how can I fix yes. it? It's it's mostly just learning to catch yourself when you realize you're having a moment of like, I'll fix them and going like, it's not your job to fix someone. Yeah. You know, just take I, care of yourself. Yeah. And, which can be and hard. This, could also, this could also be from um, your role models is, you know, oh. where, where your birth order is or how you're, you know, what your what you saw your parents, how they interacted. And, and that's a norm, to, you know, it could be in the norm to see that and replicate that. Oh, absolutely. And I'm like, and I think a lot of, you know, comedians, people talk about all the time, we have eclectic backgrounds or like, you know, circumstances happen that lead us to end up in comedy but for me it's like I'm a classic child of an alcoholic where I grew up in the house where it's like you know walk on eggshells don't do anything to upset mom and like just try to keep the peace and be silly and like I've got it under control I can fix it so it's definitely a learned pattern that you know at some point in your childhood you need it to survive the chaos and then right you take it with you and it takes a while to get a get to a point where 
you realize it doesn't serve you anymore. And in fact, like at a certain point it starts hurting you because I'm just now like truly learning how to care about myself. Cause it's, I will throw my needs to the side to be like, well, what's going to make this person happy. And you're just like mm-hmm. slowly making yourself miserable while you're like, as long as you're happy. Yeah. I, I've, I relate to that a lot. And it's, I think I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I can acknowledge, oh, this is a moment where I'm really bending over backwards for the situation. And I, a little more self-respect would prevent this from happening. Yeah. And so then, so then I'll st- I won't go down that path. I'll stop where I'm at. But then the looping begins of like, <laughs> oh, but, I, but, but, but maybe they were right. You know, like, yeah, because there constant- isn't a fun. It's like there's not a black and white thing. So you go like, right. well, I don't want to, you know, ignore someone I care about needs. <laughs> yes. But you could be taken advantage. You could take. You can totally be taken advantage of by the person that has a narcissistic tendency. Oh, absolutely! And it's like if you're if you start a relationship constantly extending yourself that much, uh, and then try to pull back after a long time of being like whatever you need, that will cause a huge rift because it's like, wait, no, like you give me whatever I need is like their (laughs) viewpoint, and like why aren't you giving me what I need? And you're like, okay, well I. I'm dying. Like I'm on fire. <laughs> I need to put my fire out. I can't help yeah. your your laundry right now. Like yes. And yes. so the and it is it's a struggle cuz like I think there have been times where you know, I um would be single and feel like I was a lot better and then start dating again and immediately start repeating the pattern where it's like mm. I was like almost averse to dating. Uh for a, a while leading up to when I started dating and ended up in this past relationship. Cause I was afraid I was like, I'm so good on my own. I'm, you know, focused on me and I'm not sacrificing any of, you know, the things I care about or like attention to my work for someone else, which I, you know, would always be a thing retroactively in relationships. You go like, Oh, well I spent so much time worrying about them. I could have been doing this or doing that fun idea I had or spending more time with my girlfriends um, so it was like this, like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to fucking push it, you know? So yeah. it was like tiptoeing back into, uh, can I sure, date? I don't, and, I don't and, blame you for being nervous. I would be very nervous if that was my I, tendency and always giving, giving, giving. And then you feel like, well, if I jump into this relationship, I'm going to have to either be with someone and give them my all or whatever, or risk hurting them by not doing what might be necessary to, for them. Yeah. And it takes a lot of work, I think, to like get okay with because I think a lot of codependent people or people who struggle with codependency a lot of it stems from self-worth issues so like drawing a boundary for the first time when you've never drawn one and having to like remind yourself that like you're, you're not selfish for saying you don't want to go to this event tonight you're tired you have a thing you have to finish you're taking care of yourself so it's like mm-hmm. reframing that like that yes you said no but you're actually saying yes to yourself yeah, the other another useful thing I found is like imagining being in their shoes. Yeah. And if I knew how the other person really felt, like, oh, this person really didn't want to go to this thing, I'd be like, oh, don't fucking go. Yeah. I don't want you to, I only want you to go if you want to be there, you know? Yeah, it's so funny how like we, you know, forgive everyone but ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's yeah. like, no, I don't want you, if you don't want to be here, don't be here. But like <laughs> yeah. you drag yourself there. Like I would rather be on fire and here but you know this this person asked me to come i'm expected to be here right and that it's like yeah yeah you 
You, you gotta get rid of the guilt. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like guilt it is hard. It's a very hard guilt thing. Guilt is a waste of an emotion. That's my that's my t shirt. Guilt is a waste. Of I an love emotion. that. Well, because it, it's yeah. hard to learn to extend the same courtesy to yourself that you extend to everyone else. Like, yeah, I would never, you know, tell myself to like you just get up and you know. I mean, not myself. I would never tell my friends to like, oh, you have a headache, you don't feel good. We'll just get up and work through it. You lazy piece of shit. But like, <laughs> if I'm in bed, I'm like, you, you fucking just take it, take an Advil. Walk, don't be a bitch. You know what I mean? Damn. Does that sound familiar? Yes. Yes. Relating very hard here. But it's just like, I, I think in a way, stuff like that, it's, it's like any physical muscle you tried to build. Like, you're not going to just understand what abs are and then wake up the next day and have them because you're like, oh, abs, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah it's like emotional crunches almost every time you catch yourself about to do something codependent and you go like, they got it. Totally. I got me. This is cool. I don't have to. And like every time you're doing that, it's you're creating new pathways in your brain. Yeah. And it, Oh, like I'm safe here. I took that risk. Yeah. I let them do the thing and it, and it worked out. Okay, and yeah, nobody safe. died. Nobody's mad. Nobody's leaving. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's what, well, but you, you asked earlier, do I, do I, uh, introduce my girlfriends to my mom. Yes. Do I feel pressure quickly? And the truth is, I haven't had that many girlfriends because of this exact concern of like there is this a fear. What you were describing, the fear of entering this type of codependent relationship, like a codependent cycle. Yeah, and it's hard. Oh, yeah, I thought yeah. you were going to blame it on me. I thought here it comes. No, it's definitely related to it's my mother. Mom, I don't have relationships. <laughs> yeah. It's her fault. Well, yeah, because that's... if I had a relationship, I have to introduce her, and then if she didn't well, like him, and then yeah. I mean, there could be so many reasons. Yeah, it could be my sister. Yeah, it could be it's classic it could be, American be therapy. Sister. You don't. Yeah. You don't work it's on your problem. You just blame else. someone and go. I guess I'm fucked up because of you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, I totally understand that. And it's kind of like, I took the mindset of like, I just have to like try and then maybe even overdo it a little up top. Cause like when I first started seeing Andy, it was like, I wouldn't see him more than once a week and like maximum. And uh, mm-hmm. like, and often like even less frequently than that, just as a way to like, don't get in this pattern of, I always see you. You're always, because for me, Another way codependence comes into play is if I'm spending so much time with someone, I hit a point where I'm like, even if I need a break, I'm like, well, I might hurt their feelings if I say I just need to spend some you time. You need to call me, girl. Well, yeah. You just no, need to and, call and me. It's, you, it's, you got those feelings. You, you call me up. I will. And it's right been a long time. Uh, this is like Good. previous relationships and situations where it's like, I don't want them to think, you know, that I don't love them just because I need space. space. But it's like, you know, how devastating if they're like, what do you not want to be around me anymore? And like, so I just be like, this is fine. As I'm like, gotta get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And it's, yeah. Cause that discomfort then leads to you wanting to actually get out. Exactly. And then, and then I fucking like speed off like a lightning bolt has been my like previous things where it's like, instead of being who I, you know, authentically am, it's more of this like, well, who should I be? So you're happy. And then I hit a point where I'm like, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. I think you guys but, are too smart for your own good. I mean, a lot of this is you're too smart. Wait, so why did you end up doing the meditation thing? Well, what happened was I went through a breakup actually. And I went like full, I'd, I'd been thinking about doing them for years and I'd signed up a few times and then canceled because I'm like 10 days, a long time. Oh, you know, one thing would come up in the 10 day period where I'm like, Oh, I don't want to miss this opportunity. Always work related, you know, but, uh, 
I went through a breakup and I went like full cartoon, eat, pray, love. I started taking guitar lessons. I took one and then I was like, okay, draw a line somewhere. <laughs> but like, uh, I booked a trip to Hawaii. I booked a 10 day silent meditation and I was like, I'm going to fucking do it. And, um, I thought that I was like, I just don't know. Cause I had realized I was in this relationship where like he pulled the plug, which hurt my feelings, but also realistically it was going to get pulled, but I was still so upset. Like just all this, like I, I was kind of fucked up about how fucked up I was about the relationship. Like yeah, breakups are hard, but I took it so hard that I was like, this is bigger than the, this breakup. Yeah. Like I shouldn't be reacting like this. This is, there's something more here. So I thought like, well, what better opportunity to just be trapped with my own psyche? Well, hello there, friendly listeners. I am interrupting this interview at around one hour to let you know that you have reached the end of the free portion of this interview. That's right. You got suckered, bitch. No, but uh, for the time being, I am putting anything over an hour on the Patreon only, and this has about 20 more minutes. Uh, so if you're if you're liking it, you want to hear more, there's more of this one. There's more of... Uh, the split personality episode. There's more. There's more of the last few episodes. Uh, a lot more, actually, on a few of them. So, go head over to Patreon.com/slash/IgnoranceIsBlessed to hear the rest of this for as little as a dollar a month. You can support me. I'll think you're cool as fuck, and I'll have an- another dollar in my pocket, which is so helpful since my full-time income was performing in large crowds. Uh, sometimes small crowds. Let's be real. Uh, more small crowds than large crowds, if we're being honest. Um, yeah. And you get bonus content. The rest of the episodes coming out at our crappy hours. There's postcards. God, I gotta send postcards. Look, there's just more. I hope you liked it. If you like the podcast, if you wouldn't mind hitting that subscribe button, give me a rating and a review. Say something crazy. I'll screenshot it. Put it on my Instagram story at least. I mean, come on. Let's have fun here. Let's be friends. We're all fucking trapped in hell. I'm not having a meltdown. You're having a meltdown. I got to finish this because my battery's about to die and I don't have any more. Now I have to go to the store and face people. Share this podcast with your friends because everyone's a little bit ignorant sometimes. Big thank you to John, Gene, Greg, Kathy, Terry, exclusive members of the League of Extraordinary Idiots on Patreon. Couldn't do it without you. Um, follow the podcast on Twitter or Instagram. We also have a Facebook group. Ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots. Join us there. It doesn't cost you a penny. Lots of silly memes. Room for ignorant discussions. You can, you know, civil uh, disagreements are more than welcome and, in fact, encouraged if you want to talk about something. Um, come on. Let's talk about it. Let's see where each other is coming from. Learn a little bit about uh, the people that you think are crazy because they're maybe a different political view than you or you don't understand how someone could be so religious. Let's fucking chat it out. Learn where we came from. And uh, yeah, keep asking questions because the more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? Thank you for listening. Thank you for being my pa- Thank you for being patient with my ignorance and me speeding through this outro because my battery's about to die. I love you all. I will see you soon, idiots.